0: And we are live with another edition of the All-Gas, No-Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, once again joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, Week 10 is in the books in the world of college football. Now heading into Week 11, the polls for the second straight week have come out for the college football playoff poll. Not much change on top of the top six, as we maybe expected after this week's results, but... There's still a lot on the line going into this week eleven. Some big time matchups, especially in the top ten, going down, and we're getting just a couple of weeks closer to finding out who will be in the college football playoff with the top four seeding.
1: Yeah, absolute pandemonium, but not really. The top seeds remain un uh, unchanged, and we're still looking forward to maybe so- someone could sneak in in that six to ten spot. So one of these two, a couple of these teams have to lose this week, which is going to make it interesting. But last week, a little bit uneventful. A couple of their
0: teams that like you mentioned, those six to ten range, they saved their chances of making that college football playoff with some of the some of their performances this past weekend. And one of those teams was the Texas Longhorns in the game in which they pretty much were, were controlling throughout the entire one against Kansas State. They were up at one point twenty four to uh, twenty seven to seven. Correct, uh, my my apologies, and. It looked like Texas was going to be on their way to an easy way, get some big-time momentum going into the later part of their stretch of the season. But to their credit, Kansas State, they made this one a game. They actually tied it late in the fourth quarter, got a game tying field goal as time expired to send this one into overtime. And in overtime, their defense did a good job early on. They got to stop, you know, allowing just one yard to Texas. They had to kick a field goal. And it was up to the Texas defense – to get them a stop to save their national championship hopes, and it looked like Kansas City was sure surely going to get in to the end zone and at least win the game or at least tie the game. They were at the two yard line. Um, Texas, to their credit, was able to get some was able to get three key stops, and it led to a big decision for Kansas City: Do they hit the another game time field goal to send it to double overtime, or do they go for the win? Well. They ended up going for the win, and unfortunately for them, they just were not able to get the conversion, and they were unfortunately not able to pull off a big-time upset and the big-time rally. As Texas saved their college football playoff hopes with a 33-30 to overtime win over Kansas State, not only saving their college football playoff hopes, but also saving their Big 12 title hopes. So they are still in the mix for the college football playoff, but this one was a big-time scare for the Longhorns.
1: 100,000 people in that stadium, and it was one on the ground, 230 total rushing guards. And you have to kind of think at this point, why didn't they start Arch Manning?
0: Looks like they're saving him for next season.
1: Do you really think they should save him for next season, though, when their season's on the line like this? You have to assume he's better than their third-string quarterback, right?
0: Well, I I think I would agree he's definitely better, but I think you're also at the point of you haven't lost yet with him. I mean, this one was a scare. Malik Murphy didn't really play his best football on this one. Quinnyrus should be back sooner than later for them as well. But if they're able to run the football like that, then they really won't have to rely on the passing game as much. You look at the remaining three games in the schedule for them; they have to go to TCU, then go to Iowa State, and then they're home against Texas Tech. So realistically, if you look at the like a you know look at the schedule wise, there those are some of the bottom teams in the Big Twelve right now as it stands. Iowa State being the best team they have left on paper. So Texas is in a great spot. This was their toughest test left against Kansas State. They were able to hold on and win the game. If they get through these next three games, they'll be in the Big 12 title game. They'll have a chance to play for the college football playoff. And they potentially will go into getting a rematch with Oklahoma. But we'll talk about what happened with Oklahoma this past weekend because there was a big shakeup in the Big 12 standings as it relates to that.
1: Right, I'm not going to deny that they won this game. Uh, you know, they won this game, but you have to strive more than just scrape by. And I, I, I think that Arch Manning gives him the best opportunity here. I don't even know why they're saving him. But everyone knows um, he's not... Is this even an official redshirt season for them? What if I, I don't even know what they're doing with him. Like, if, this, if they're not going to redshirt him, it makes absolutely no sense for them to do this. I don't think they have redshirt him, to my knowledge.
0: I'm not a hundred percent sure. They definitely redshirted him at some point, but like I said, if it if it's not fully hurting you, then go what's working so far. I mean, I think they're looking at it as if we haven't lost yet, with it. We're now at this point in the season where we're still in the top ten. We, you know, the only thing that that was concerning about this game is that they had the twenty point lead and they had a really bad second half defensively. And I think that's something they have to look out for in these final three games and especially in a potential big 12 championship game. But as long as their defense plays better in this, in these final three games, they'll have a chance, even with, you know, not having Quinn Ewers or Arch Manning at quarterback
1: right now. I'll agree to disagree with that one, but let's move on to the next game and Notre Dame, your season is officially over. Uh, congratulations on not even making a new year six bowl as Notre Dame's slow start loses to Clemson. Clemson still has Notre Dame's number even though they're having one of their worst seasons in recent memory.
0: Yeah, the slow start for Notre Dame really killed them in this one. They were going into halftime trailing 24 to 9. At one point they were down 18 points. They made it a little bit more interesting in the second half of this one. Were able to make it an eight-point game, but they just could not get anything done in the fourth quarter. They were not able to get any points to tie the game. And Clemson, as you mentioned, hanged on to win this one 31 23. For Notre Dame wise, New Year's Six Bowl most likely is out the window. They stayed in the top 25. Oh, they're, done. they're done. They would have to have a really strong final, three, uh, final two games of the season, but they're not really playing big time competition. So they would really need. Some teams along the way to lose for them to even have a chance at that. But their
1: best win all season is going to be Louisville, and they lost when it mattered. I realize they should have beat Ohio State, but you lost against Ohio State, you lost, lost against Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, and now you lost against Clemson. It's not like you had these world eater wins when your best win on the season is probably USC at this point. And I think the biggest thing is that, thing a New now- Year's, is, that a, is this a New year, Six Bowl resume? If you beat one of those other three teams, I think sure, the, it is, I, but it's not. I think at this the point. only
0: reason they could still make it just because of the the Money. program and who they are. That's probably the only reason. Money. But yeah. the um the biggest concern for this game is Sam Harmon had another really bad game. I mean, he had 146 yards passing, two interceptions, 17 incompletions on the day. Did have a rushing touchdown, but this is a Notre Dame team that had a lot of expectations going into the season. A lot of people, from including Heisman, myself,
1: from Heisman expectations to. Should have stayed at Wake Forest.
0: Well, I don't know if I agree with that, but um, I- I'm talking about in terms of this was a, a, a team that a lot of people thought maybe could make the college football playoff, including myself, and things have just not gone their way this season. I mean, a lot of mishaps, the Ohio State blunder, the bad showing against Louisville, and now this slow start against Clemson has really derailed their season, and now they go into the – uh, next week the 20th ranked team in the country they're at seven and three best they can finish the regular season is at nine and three and then see where they are in the bowl game so tough one for the irish
1: yeah and just for our favorites to make the final four of the college football playoffs i had a and m wolf michigan georgia texas so three out of four not bad you got michigan lsu georgia notre dame so i would say three out of our four picks are still both alive
0: well, LSU is also not... A, <laughs> LSU is also not
1: I a mean, player. listen, crazier things have happened before. They play, they play in the SEC.
0: Well, no, especially after this week, they're definitely chalked now.
1: Well, I'm sorry. So I yeah, was trying yeah. to give you the benefit
0: of the doubt, but I, I appreciate it, but there's definitely no benefit of the doubt. That was... Uh, I was thinking LSU would play a little bit better this season, but we'll talk about them in a little bit. Their defense has been very poor this entire season, and that's what really derailed them the entire way. But you talked about Texas A&M. We got to talk about their matchup this past weekend with Ole Miss, and to the to the Aggies' credit, they kept this one really close. At one point, it looked like Ole Miss was going to run away with it. It was a 14 point lead for the Rebels in the second half, but A&M did make a comeback and actually took the lead very late in the game with 4:34 left. They got a rushing touchdown from Max Johnson to take the lead, but to Ole Miss's credit, they were able to go down the field in, in nine plays, 75 yards, and. Take a go ahead touchdown. AM did have an opportunity to tie the game late, but unfortunately, they missed the game tying field goal. And Ole Miss, they are still technically alive in the college football playoff race as they held on for a 38 35 win over Texas AM. They now go to 8 1 the season. They're also still technically alive for the SEC championship game as well. So Ole Miss still has a lot on the line. They have a huge game this upcoming weekend with Georgia, and a lot is at stake for them. But just being able to sneak by
1: in this one was huge for the Rebels. I will say one thing, not really an ounce al- uh, an of this game, but I'm going to go on the record say you have to keep Jim Bill Fisher. If he had his starting quarterback, I realize J- J- Max Johnson, I've said this before, is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the country, but he was the starter for a reason here. If you had your starting quarterback, I think they win one or two of these games down the stretch against Alabama, Tennessee, and definitely Ole Miss. They definitely they were all one-score uh, one games. And it's not crazy if you think you had your starting quarterback. That Texas A&M could be, you know, six and three or seven and two right now. That's not a really crazy expectation. So I will give Jimbo the benefit of the doubt this year because the offense has looked much improved. And if he had a starting quarterback, I think they would have won one of these big games on the stretch against Tennessee, Alabama, or um, or Ole Miss like this past weekend. But that's neither here nor there. So I think they should keep Jimbo. But who knows what's what's going to happen this offseason.
0: There's been a lot of uncertainty with Jimbo those last couple of years, but Texas A&M, I think that's. I um, would
1: say if he had, he, you can't judge him off this year. The previous year is fine, but you can't judge right. him this year.
0: But the same thing could have, The ha- same thing, yeah. that could be said for a lot of other coaches too. So who knows? I don't think they fire him. I think the only. I feel concern- like maybe
1: with the recruiting class they're coming into, they got the NIL money. Uh, the offense, like I said, looks a lot better. If he had a starting career, I think he can sneak out one more year. But if he if he craps his pants again next year, he's gone. But
0: well, remember, keep in mind, we, we've talked about it a lot in the show, but with the updated SEC next season, it will be even harder for a and to try to even be one of those top teams in the conference. So it's it's not going to be easy. You know you have teams like Georgia. You know you have teams like Alabama. LSU will still be a good team. Tennessee has shown some good flash the last couple of years. Missouri has been a surprise team for the SEC this year as well. And you saw some other teams like Kentucky and Florida that always recruit well. AM will definitely be there, and then you're going to be adding Texas and Oklahoma. So it will not be easy for AM next season. They're going to have to definitely, you know, have to have a really good recruiting class and hopefully it all transitions well to the college football level. But at the end of the day, it just a tough a tough, heartbreaking loss to the Rebels. They had a really good opportunity to spoil their chances of making the college football playoff. And now for Ole Miss, they're still they're still alive for the SEC championship game wise. They obviously, the Alabama will lose their final two SEC uh, games to make the college to make the SEC championship game, and they obviously have to win out as well. But in terms of college football playoff, a win against Georgia this weekend certainly will help their chances.
1: Let me paint a picture for you, Nick. It is a Saturday afternoon in Piscataway, New Jersey. Oh, the geez. score is nine seven Rutgers on the back of their kicker. Jai Patel, the Scarlet Knights are up on nationally ranked number one Ohio State at the half. Now, there's two options you could take from here because I know Ohio State went went on to win this game and cover 35-16. Is Ohio State is Ohio State? Do they deserve this number one ranking? Or is Rutgers a sleeping powerhouse? Those are the two conversations we could have right now.
0: Uh, Rutgers is definitely not a sleeping powerhouse.
1: All right. And that's what I want to go to. Does Ohio <laughs> State deserve that number one ranking after that showing against Rutgers?
0: So here's the thing with this game. And this is a game in which Rutgers could have had a double-digit lead at halftime. They had an opportunity to get a touchdown when they were down 7-3. And their offense, after get remember, they got into the red zone off behind 7-3 off that fumble ruski play, which worked to perfection. And that could have given them the 10-7 lead, and then they could have gotten another field goal. So maybe not a two-possession game, but a six-point lead at halftime instead of a two-point lead. And the offense just couldn't punch it in, and that's led to those three field goals in the first half. And Rutgers had the ball in the second half with that 9-7 lead, but the tides turned in this game when they threw a pick six to give Ohio State all the momentum, and they would not you know, let Rutgers come back into this game. And they won by the final 35-16. to Now – in terms of the question of do does Ohio State deserve to be number one? I spoke about it last week. I still would ha- rather have Georgia as my number one team. Um, I understand why they keep putting Ohio State there, but I don't agree with it. but if it's not Ohio State, Georgia, there's not really much of a conversation
1: after those two teams. um Michigan had twenty five point win Rutgers earlier in the season, just uh, yeah, but we're not that, uh, putting
0: Michigan number one in the rankings because of being Rutgers. That's their best win of the season. Now, you can't sit we, here and tell me Michigan deserves to be number one.
1: No, they don't. I think they should to be number two, over in Ohio State number three.
0: No, yeah, come on, let's be real. No, what? Why not? Who, who is Michigan's best win? Is Rutgers?
1: Okay, and Rutgers, and uh, they had a better win over uh, Rutgers in Ohio State. Okay, and Ohio trend.
0: State's beating Notre
1: Dame and beating Penn State. Notre Dame is not a good one at this point. And, oh, and Michigan it's plays Penn State. Still, still a ranked and, win. And Michigan plays Penn State. So if they, Michigan blows Mich- up Penn
0: State. I understand that, but Michigan hasn't played a ranked opponent all season.
1: All right, but I'm saying they play Penn State this weekend. So if on a right. big game kickoff, they will they absolutely smash them.
0: All
1: right, so we'll see this weekend then. That's what that's can really leave that. be, I don't
0: think they're going to move up, honestly, because.
1: So You're telling mind. me that they could smash Penn State? They could beat them 49 nothing, They wouldn't move up. Well,
0: we're, well, if Georgia beats Ole Miss, then what? Do you, then the only thing that would happen was Ohio State would move down, and I don't even
1: think they would do that. Yeah, this is why this com, the committee is Ohio State biased. It's 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 not even but, they don't uh, even it, try to hide it. But keep in mind, point. it doesn't really it doesn't but it really happen before the season. Georgia moved down the, when they won a I, game. I understand. It happened but this season, so like, I it, I don't understand it.
0: I understand, but it doesn't make a huge difference because remember they have to play each other anyway. At the end of the season, so the rankings at this point don't really make a a big difference to those two teams. On paper,
1: paper they don't matter, but in reality, they it it does matter because this is this it's it's showing bias that the committee can't stay unbiased.
0: No, I'm saying
1: if they can objectively do that to another team, they can't. The Golden Goose, Ohio State, oh, they can't move them down. No,
0: I know. I'm saying it doesn't matter right now. It matters once we get later into the year. So, like in two weeks, it will really, really matter. When Ohio State plays Michigan, obviously, that's when all the telltale will go. It will be not only for a college football playoff spot, but the winner of the game plays for the Big Ten Championship. That's if Michigan gets past Penn State this week. Because I know Penn State hasn't beaten Michigan. It's been a while. But they're going on the road for that game. That won't be easy for Michigan.
1: So Going into uh, State College.
0: Right. So... Either way, for Michigan, a convincing win against Penn State definitely helps the resume because the resume on paper is not good um, compared to a team like Ohio State and, and Georgia. And you, and listen, I'm not I'll, I'm not advocating for Ohio State to be number one either. I'm not saying they should be the number one. I, I still think they should be top two just because of the wins they have compared to Michigan and a Florida State. Florida State, another team that really hasn't beaten a ranked opponent all season. They barely the best one they have was that week one win against Florida State, uh, LSU, I'm sorry. So it really comes down to resumes and all that. I don't think it really matters as much right now into the season because it's only the second playoff ranking. Once we get after this weekend, then it might matter a little bit more because you're going to have Georgia playing Ole Miss. You're going to have Michigan playing Penn State. You're going to be having uh, USC and Oregon playing each other. And I think it comes down to how these matchups all fare out and then seeing what the committee does and say, Oh, they now have their signature win this season and they still have to play Ohio state. And this is in terms of Michigan. So this should maybe be in the ranking. And if they played Ohio state, Michigan,
1: if they play, if Michigan, Ohio state played a week one and Michigan ended up beating Ohio state and they both go undefeated from that point on. And uh, I, I still think they would find a way to put Ohio State above Michigan, just the way they end the season. I'm they would not compl- do that. I'm compl- I'm com- almost convinced, and it, it's I don't care how asinine that sounds on paper. It's the committee, and they would do it.
0: They would not do that.
1: I. Right. Moving on,
0: it all depends on who you're playing. And that sometimes, sometimes when you don't play, you know, it depends on how your schedule was. But remember. This is a good thing for Michigan because after this season, then you add all these Pac-12 teams, and now your schedule is going to be getting a lot better. So all this talk about you haven't played anyone
1: yet is not going to
0: be thrown out the window. So keep that in mind as well.
1: Moving on, uh, Oklahoma State in the driver's seat now with a stunner at home beating Oklahoma 27-24. Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma, that is, now in fourth place in the Big 12, and Oklahoma State has a clear path to the title game only having to play UCF, Houston, and BYU, so the newest members of the Big 12, so they can keep that new blood out and finish 10-2. and two. They'll be in the complete driver's seat and on the way to not the college football playoffs, but they're going to keep it away from maybe Texas, potentially.
0: Right. They've certainly ruined the opportunity for Oklahoma now. Oklahoma is certainly not going to make the college football playoff after they lost the previous week to Kansas. They still had hope to potentially make the college football playoff if they had won this game. Keep in mind, this is the last scheduled uh regular season game between these two teams because Oklahoma's obviously going to the SEC. Oklahoma State is staying in the Big 12. So unless they schedule a matchup down the line, this will now be the last time they meet each other for a while. And Oklahoma State might have gotten bailed out at the end. There was a very controversial pass interference call that was not called on Oklahoma, which should have been called and given the students an opportunity to win the game, was not called. And unfortunately, it cost them in this one. And they also, at the end of the day, they just really could not get it going early on in this one against the Cowboys. And now they look at it as this. You're now 4-2 in conference play. You mentioned who Oklahoma State has to play the rest of the season in terms of them. Oklahoma, they'll need one of those teams to get a win. But remember, they're also now behind Kansas in the standing. So Kansas now still has a chance to play for the Big 12 championship game. But they would also need Oklahoma State or Texas to lose a game or two. So right now, we looks to be that we're going to have Texas versus Oklahoma State for that Big 12 championship game. And for Oklahoma now, this is bad. I mean, this is back-to-back losses. You're now going into a new conference next season, in which a lot of people, honestly, including, including myself, don't know how you're going to fare in that new conference because you've been struggling these last couple seasons in the Big 12. Now you're going into the SEC playing the hardest competition in all of college football.
1: So, I guess, moving on to the next one, talk about the college football playoffs. Washington surviving a shootout w- when, against USC to stay uh, potentially in the college football playoffs, depending on how the next couple weeks shake up.
0: They're still, they're still definitely in.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely I mean, strong. one of Ohio State Michigan is going to drop off. We just had a whole conversation about that.
0: Remember, um, and Washington still has some big-time competition the last couple of weeks of the season.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, in reality, we could see something like Ohio State, uh, Georgia— Florida State, Washington, which would be a weird college football playoffs, save the least. But what does USC go from what If you're Caleb Williams, um, this is not the season you expected to have. No, it is not. I uh, mean, he this, outdueled Michael Penix in this, so that's yeah. that's the positive here. But it's been where do you story, go from here?
0: It's been the story of USC season. We, I spoke about this in the NFL podcast. um their defense has been very piss poor. I mean, they have just been horrible all season. They had to fire the defensive coordinator after this game, and would right doing so. I mean, they left 316 rushing yards, 256 of them to Dylan Johnson, who had an unbelievable game. Penix Jr. did just enough to keep his team in front. And USC, they did uh, they did great. I mean, they put up 42 points, and you would hope that with 42 points you win, but. When your defense is giving up 52, there's not much else you could do offensively. If you're Caleb Williams, you could do all you want, but at the end of the day, your defense is not helping you. At the end of the day, so now you're sitting at 73. USC is not even in the top 25 polls now, as of this as of this week. And now they go to Eugene to take on Oregon. They could play spoiler absolutely in that game for the Ducks, but in terms of anything going for the Trojans, they obviously can't make the College Football Playoff. The Pac-12 tile game now looks like at this rate is, is done for them as well. Um if they beat Oregon, they're back into the pitcher, to say the least.
1: But yeah, it's been a rough. They year. do not control their destiny. That is yeah. The
0: they The only way they control it is if they beat Oregon this week on the road. And if they don't, then they're abs- it's it's chalk. They have no chance. And there's no way they can make a New Year's six bowl the way that they're going right now.
1: And for the final game of the slate this past weekend, let's look about the Alabama Crimson time. They clinched the SEC West this past weekend, and their college football playoffs are still, their hopes are still alive, even though it seems like they have an outside chance since they already lost a game this season. Uh, unfortunately for LSU, it looks like that they were going to win at certain points of this game. They certainly looked like they had the firepower, but they couldn't keep up. It was tied at at the half. Um, they, they came out strong at the after halftime, and they were able to score it and take the lead, but it was all Alabama from that point on. And uh, yeah. Jalen Milrow looked great. Uh, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he did what he needed to do to be an SEC defense. He uh, No turnovers, did not stare down his receivers. Overall played a uh, fantastic game. Yeah.
0: 155 rushing yards and four touchdowns from himself definitely will help his team win the game. Uh, we Jay and Daniels also get injured in this one. He got taken out late in the game. Um, but I think for Alabama, obviously, I know I know we said they clinched the SEC West. Technically, it's yes, they did clinch it, but at the same time, they haven't. They have to still beat Kentucky and Auburn, but they should win those two games realistically, um, compared, considering how those two team seasons have gone. But for LSU, it's been another thing for them, and I mentioned it earlier on. I mean, their defense has been really bad, and that's really cost them this season. They've had opportunities to – be in the upper echelon of the college football playoff and have an opportunity to be in the SEC championship game, but their defense has just been really bad all season. They had that shootout loss to Ole Miss. Now they lose this one to Alabama. They obviously lost earlier on in the season to Florida State. Now they're six and three on the season. They don't really have a chance at the SEC championship game. They're 19th in the polls now. They still maybe could make a new Year's six bowl at the end of the day, but. For Brian Kelly and company, listen, this is year two of the uh, of the experiment with him. You have you have to, you know, play three more games to end of the season. Hopefully you can get something going, finish the year nine and three, maybe make a new year six bowl. Uh, you have a Heisman trophy, candidate, and Janie Daniels, who's been great for them all season. Um But yeah, for Alabama, Mil Milro playing really good football right now. This is the perfect time of the season for him to be playing this good football because now you're eight and one. You have realistically your easiest part of the of the season coming up, and you know, at Kentucky won't be as easy as as people think. But you would think that they would hold on to win that game. Then you're facing Chattanooga and at Auburn, and then you go to the SEC championship game, and that's going to be the biggest test because you're going to be fought, you're going to be facing Georgia in that one. And we saw what Georgia did in Missouri this weekend. There was a little bit of a slow start for them. They got a big second half to hold on to beat the Tigers, and. That game is going to be the game all for Alabama. Win and you're in the college football a playoff, lose and you miss out. So the SEC championship game should be a good one between
1: those two teams. All right. And that leads us to our top 25 poll analysis. The latest edition of the top 25 poll came out on November 7th. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about how how this is shaping up. And there's a sleeper team here at 11, which I kind of hope can maybe sneak in and cause some chaos. Um, it would take a lot to lo- a lot of teams losing, but those Louisville still have a viable option to make the uh, college football playoffs?
0: Uh, I doubt it. I actually, it's still alive technically. I, I mean, you'd obviously have to win the ACC championship game, but when you look at the remaining schedule for them. They're facing Virginia, then you're at Miami, then you end the year with Kentucky. I would say two of those games are probably not winnable. Keep in mind, Virginia, Virginia did beat North Carolina earlier this season, so maybe that's not winnable either. But I don't think there's really much of a chance for them. They would ha- the, S- the ACC championship game, one would have to be um, an opportunity for them, but they would also need a lot of these teams ahead of them to lose. Right, Obviously, right. it looks so, like Washington and so- Oregon will have to play each other in the Pac-12 championship game unless Oregon loses to USC this so, week.
1: Go ahead. So this is my assumption. One of Ohio State and Michigan is not making the college football playoffs along with Penn State, right? So you can, not, you can include one of one, three, and ten, right? So that's 30% of your teams right there. Would you agree?
0: I would say there's a chance maybe Ohio State and Michigan both make it. But I think if, honestly, Michigan doesn't beat Ohio State, then that might hurt them in the end. I think Michigan has to play in the Big Ten Championship game for them to have a chance.
1: Which is crazy, again, because they could could beat Ohio State and, you know. Either,
0: no, I am saying if they if they beat Ohio State, then they're in the driver's seat. They should win the Big Ten Championship game because the, the other side right. that well, the all I'm not, saying.
1: One of those free, it's gonna be one of those three teams. Right? right.
0: There's a chance two Big Ten teams get in because it because it. It, it happened last year, but it would take a lot because you have these these you have Washington and Oregon. It looks like maybe one of those teams are gonna be in. Texas is still on the outside end. they're looking for an opportunity, a Big Twelve title game win. Plus, already beating Alabama on the season definitely helps oh. their case. And then Alabama, if they beat Georgia, that could create more chaos.
1: Yeah, so the um, so the scenario which they get in is one Big Ten team makes it. They beat Florida State, obviously. They went out and they beat Florida State. You're asking for a lot already because that would be two teams getting knocked out, and I would assume one of Washington and Oregon and then Texas would make it, right? One of those two because Washington and Oregon aren't both going to make it. That's just they, Yeah, that,
0: they would need Texas to lose their, their tile game. They would need to beat Florida State. They would honestly need USC to beat Oregon and then beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion, for that to happen as well.
1: I mean, listen, crazier things have happened. It's an out, yeah, I'd probably give it a two percent chance, but it's,
0: it's very Slimaz, but I mean, if there's any dark horse, it's probably them right now.
1: That's the only dark horse, of course. I see. Um Tennessee, no, Oregon State, no. I, I would say honestly, twelve to twenty five is definitely no. And I would say um Louisville has an outside chance. I would say Ole Miss is a no. Penn State's probably a no. And
0: uh, if Ole Miss beats Georgia, then that, that's the only way. If they beat Georgia, then they they have a really good chance. If they don't, then obviously yeah, it's over.
1: Yeah, so I, I would say realistically you're looking at maybe one through seven here. I think I, I this would is think the, that's the most likely ones to get in. One I think seven. this is the
0: biggest week because you have we talked about Michigan's playing Penn State. Um you have USC and Oregon. Utah's playing Washington, Ole Miss is playing Georgia. This will be the week to to determine if there is any sleeper team and if they make it in or not. Because if, let's say, USC beats Oregon, let's say if maybe Utah pulls off a a stunner and beats Washington, then you're looking at some of these teams. If Penn State beats Michigan, then Penn State's right back in to the mix for the, the college football playoff. If, you know... Who knows, because Tennessee's playing Missouri this week. Do they maybe consider those teams? I would doubt it, because they've already lost two games on the season. But they would probably be on the outside. And you have to look at some of the other things. I mean, Baylor would play Georgia probably in the SEC Championship game if Georgia wins this week. Uh, well, Georgia's going to be playing the SEC Championship game. I just, let me let me correct my statement. Um, Georgia and Alabama would be playing for a spot in the college football playoff if Georgia, let's say, loses to Ole Miss. But I don't really see that happening. Um, I think this is big. This week, I think, will tell a lot because you have so many big games coming up. And we'll get, I think, a better, clearer picture of which, let's say, seven or eight teams are going to be in the mix for the final, you know, two, three weeks of the college football season.
1: And with that being said, let's go into week 11 version of the Mushing Hour. Mushing Hour, where wins become losses and losses become wins. Shout out to Scott Hansen and Red Zone. You got it right this time. I did. All righty, then. So let's go game of the week, maybe, potentially, maybe, maybe not. Uh, number three, Michigan going into State College, take on Penn State, Michigan on the road, minus five-point favorites, over slate at 45 and a half. Uh, this is going to be a slugfest. Give me the under in this situation. Not, I could see this game ending like 21-17 or maybe 22-18, something like that, but it, I don't think they were going to get 27, 28 points apiece. I think this could be maybe a two-three touchdown day for both these uh, programs.
0: Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have our first mush because I also think that's going to be the uh, play this week in this one. We saw what Penn State did to Ohio State, and they were able to hold them to 20 points. That was a final of 20-12. to Michigan, in my opinion, has a better offense than Ohio State does, even with Marvin Harrison. I think Michigan has a better running attack. McCarthy's a better quarterback than McCord, in my opinion. And I think it's going to come down to can Penn State finally win that big game. That has been eluding them. For a while since that year where they almost made it with Saquon Barkley in 2016, um, when they made it to the Cultural Football Playoff, I, I, it, it has to come down to this game. If they beat Michigan, they're right back into the mix for it. I don't know if they would make it because they don't really have many, many big games left of the season, and they wouldn't be playing for the Big Ten Championship game. Unless Ohio State has an epic collapse to end the season. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think Michigan gets it done. If I had to pick a game, if I had to pick someone for this game, just because of Penn State's history, but I agree with you. I think this one's going to be a low-scoring affair.
1: All righty then. Uh, the next game we have Alabama on the road for Crimson, Crimson Tide, number eight in the nation, going on into Lexington to take on the Kentucky Wildcats, unranked. Bama ten and a half point favorites at home, over under uh, slate forty and a half. Give me Bama minus ten and a half. They've been on a roll here. Uh they they're picking up steam. Jalen Milro looks absolutely outstanding as a quarterback and he's gonna run all, all of his defense for a multi-touchdown game once again. So it's gonna be Bam- uh, Bama minus ten and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bama minus fourteen. I think Bama is right now playing their best football in the season. Milro has been playing really good football. We just saw what happened in that game against LSU. Kentucky has not really looked like the same team that we saw earlier on. Ever since that Georgia game, they just not have been the same. Um, they'll, they'll make a bowl game. I mean, that's good for them. That's, you know, that's what they were not accustomed to a couple years ago, but Bama needs to keep winning because they're, they're fighting for an opportunity to play in the college football playoffs. So I'll take Bama with the alternate spread of 14.
1: All right, even the next game we have, we have Miami, um, this is technically a road game, but both in the same of Florida. I'm sure there'd be fans everywhere, but Miami on the road, taking on Florida State, number four in the country. Florida State at home, minus 14-point favorites, over later, and a half. This is going to be a shootout, and uh, Florida State's going to play down the competition again. I don't know if they're going to win. Uh, this seems like a trap game for them, but it's going to be over. I think over 15.5 points, those going to be at least four touchdowns scored on each side, so I'd, I'd be pretty confident taking the over here.
0: Well, you do have two good quarterbacks in this game. Keep in mind, you have Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, and then you have uh, Travis from Florida State. So you do have the good quarterback play in this one. Both these teams coming off some scra- coming off a scrappy game. If Miami losing again, North Carolina State, and Florida State struggling early against Pitt, but they were able to hold on for a seventeen point win. I I honestly don't know if we get a high scoring affair in this one because I think of the importance of this one. Miami could. Could spoil every, you know, Florida State's chances of making the College Football Playoff and the ACC title game potentially. Um, I think Miami will keep it a little bit closer because of the impact. So I'm gonna go with Miami plus 14 on this one. I think they, Florida State, hasn't been really impressive to me the last couple of weeks. Um, they did get a good win against Duke a couple of weeks ago, but that was a game in which they struggled early. I think Miami will keep it close than people think they will. But I still think Florence Day wins It keeps their tile hopes alive.
1: Alrighty, Van. I kind of agree with you on that one too. Not a real Mushville. Yeah. Going into our next game, we have the Tennessee Volunteers on the road. Number 13 going take on the uh Mizzou Tigers, number 14 in the country. Tennessee, even though we're on the road, is a minus one point favorite and it's fifty eight and a half is the slated over under. Give me under fifty-eight and a half. It's gonna be a dog fight. Both these teams' defenses seem to kind of step up when they have to, so give me the under here.
0: Um, It's a tough game. I, I like both these teams, too. I really kind of want to see a kind of a high-scoring affair between the, the two.
1: I think if they, if they only gave them 34 points versus Alabama, uh, I feel like they can keep uh, Mizzou in check here, too.
0: Yeah, Missouri's no slouch offensively. I mean,
1: I'm saying, listen, if listen, if Alabama is this high-powered offense, and they just played Alabama, it's not like they played you know week two Alabama. Yeah. You know, this is week seven Alabama. So, I feel like they can uh, they can keep them in check as well. That's why I'm going to take the under here.
0: I'm going to go opposite. I think I'm going to take the over. I think these are just two good offenses, and I think these two teams are fighting for a New Year's Six bowl right now. That's the I think that's the uh, moral of the story for these two. They can't really make the college football playoff. They've definitely exceeded. Uh, Missouri's definitely exceeded the expectations that a lot of people expected. And I think at the end of the day, you're trying to play to go into that New Year's Six bowl. I think the bolts show out. So I'm going to take the over in this one.
1: Okay. The next thing we have, we have number 18, the Utah Utes on the road going to number five, Washington, to take on the Huskies. I think they're the Huskies, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're the Huskies. Okay. Forgot to mess that one up. Washington at home minus nine and a half point favorites. Fifty two and a half is the slated over under. Give me Utah plus nine and a half because I'll think they'll give them a fight. Even though I don't think these team, um, Utah team is good. They seem to make teams sweat a little bit. So this they are gonna sweat this one out, and Washington's not gonna cover Utah plus nine and a half.
0: Well, if there's any team that has defense in the Pac twelve, even though there's not much, it would probably Utah would probably be at the top echelon. I would say of maybe having a defense in this conference. Um, Washington has not been really impressive these last couple of weeks. I mean, they looked really good offensively against USC if the defense struggled. Then they had some close matches with Stanford and Arizona State, which is not really good for their telling case. Um, so I could see the plus nine and a half in this one. Uh, I'm trying to debate if I really want to just go with the straight up, you know what, let's just go with the over. But I've done that so many times with Utah games, and I think I've lost every time doing that. So, I'm going with the under in a Pac-12 game. I think Utah will keep it close. I think I, I don't mind the nine and a half that you took. Uh, I think Washington wins this one by a touchdown, but Utah's defense will keep will give Michael Penix a little bit of a tough time.
1: All righty, man. we have two games here left. Uh, let's go over to the SEC for number nine, Ole Miss, going on the road, take on number two, Georgia, the Bulldogs at home, minus ten and a half point favorites, over under slate at fifty and a half. Georgia's been on absolute terror. Uh they gave up one touchdown to Florida State and then that was it for the entire game. So give me Georgia minus ten and a half. It seems like very either of worlds right now. I know that we had criticisms for them in the quarterback play, but they've shunned that and give me Georgia minus ten and a half. I think this is an easy cover for them.
0: Uh, this is another tough one because I mean this is you got two top ten teams. I mean, Ole Miss has been playing Better as of late. It hasn't been, you know, impressive. I mean, they've had some close encounters with Arkansas, Auburn, and AM. Georgia's been playing good football ever since that Kentucky game. They've been I think they've covered it every single game since. Maybe not the Missouri game. I think they actually did not cover that one. So let me backtrack on that one. But besides the point, I think Ole Miss will keep it close. I think they'll lose by ten. So, I'll, so because it's ten and a half, I'll just gonna take Ole Miss plus uh, ten and a half in this one.
1: All then. We have a lot of fades, so not really well, not fades, but fading each other. But that's good for the viewer. Uh, gives us diversity here. Yep. Okay then, let's go with our final game. We are going back to the Pac-12. USC on the road taking on number six Oregon. Going up, going against the Ducks. Ducks at home minus fifteen point favorites and. Over slated at 73 and a half. That is way too many points. I know that USC scores a lot, and so does Oregon, but my God. Uh, if this is going to be a shootout, they really think they're going to win by more than four touch- two touchdowns. I doubt it. So that's why give me USC plus 15. If it's going to be a shootout, they're assuming the game's going to end something like, you know, 40 to 30, something around that range, 40 to 29. That's what, re- that's, that's what they're penciling in. And I, I don't see that as an real- accurate score. So if it's going to be a shootout, give me USC plus 15.
0: Yeah, I saw this line. I I just didn't understand it because I understand USC's defense has been bad this year, but when you have Caleb Williams, you're you know, you're underdog by two touchdowns, there's no way USC does not cover in this game. But do I take that or do I just go with the the chaos play that I did last week with Washington and USC, which that game was over under of 76 and it hit, and it was pretty much hit by halftime. Um I think I'll go with the mush. We haven't done that much in this episode. So I'm going to go with USC plus 15 as well. I also, I'm going to do a rare one because we haven't done this in a while. I'm going to go with two picks. I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to also take the over in this one. Has been a while since we've done a two picker for one game. I'm going to bring it back for this one because I think this will be another high scoring affair just because of the defense. You would hope maybe with the new defensive coordinator, maybe USC gets a little bit better. but I just don't think it happens, especially against an Oregon ducks team that has a lot of good offensive playmakers.
1: So I do agree with you for both those, so I guess we can count that as a mush. And before yeah. we uh before we sign off, and do you have anything to say to our listeners at home?
0: I think this is probably up until that Ohio State Michigan week, I think it's probably the most important week we've had now in college football because of all the matches we have going into this week. You have a potential upset in USC happening maybe this week. I think we beat Oregon. You have Washington going to play a tough game at home against Utah. You have the Georgia and Ole Miss matchup, Michigan and Penn State. There's a lot of big-time matchups this upcoming weekend. I think it should lead to some thrilling action in the world of college football. And will leave us with a lot of um, question marks going into our show next week as to who will be those top seven teams going in to week number 12 for this college football playoff season, because we're almost right around that point in the season where we're going to find out who the top four teams are. So anything else that you have to add before we wrap up the show?
1: Um, Not really. Just uh, I'm looking forward to another week of college football and uh, seeing a more conclusive college football playoff picture after this week, hopefully.
0: Yeah, we'll hope to find out. So we'll have to see how all unfolds this week. Guys. It's been a wild season. It can only get wilder from here because we still have a lot of things to go down in these final in this final month of the college football season. So we'll have to see how it goes. But that will do it for this week's edition of the All Gas and All Break Sports Show. Another week in college football season is un, is been concluded. We now head into week number eleven of the season. We have two top ten matchups going this weekend with Michigan and Penn State, Ole Miss and Georgia, and a big time showdown with USC and Oregon. Should lead to some thrilling fireworks this week. In the world of college football, let's see how it all unfolds this upcoming weekend. This has been Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All-Gas-No-Brake Sports Show. Have a great rest of your week.